Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm just thankful for God's goodness tonight. Amen. I'm glad the Lord's allowed us to come together and be in church. You can be seated for a moment. Love Brother Sampson, Sister Sampson very much. And I believe I was supposed to come preach one Wednesday night. He was talking about me coming. And that's kind of how we met before my wreck was going to come. And he said, well, I'll get back to you. And then he called me on a Wednesday night. I said, where are you, when are you coming, Elder? Or where are you at? I was like, oh, brother. <laughs> so we rescheduled that, and you guys had to put up with me. But I'm so thankful we got to go out and eat and got to visit and just to fellowship and think what the Lord is doing. Look what God has done in this church. He ain't done, though. No, I believe what Sister Sampson said a while ago, that he's got more people. This building's been built for families that's never heard truth to come in and be filled with the Holy Ghost. I believe that's the Lord's will. He don't want anyone to perish, but he wants all to come to repentance. Man, I, I believe if you give out five cards a day, you give out five cards a week, you're going to get more than 50 people. How many of you guys are helping with that? <clears throat> And I know I'm going to be preaching what the Lord put on my heart because Sister Sampson mentioned it a while ago. She tried to preach my message. She started talking about commitment. 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 You know what? That's one thing that the world is after is our commitment. The devil's after our commitment. And if you're not careful, work can get in the way of your commitment. Life can get in the way of your commitment. And so sometimes there's something you have to do. If you have your Bible, turn in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 23. So good to see Brother Creekmore in Highland Church. Thank you guys for coming so far. And they got hotels and being in service. I'm so glad to see my uncle and my aunt tonight. Lift up your hands. If you guys don't like me, attack them after service. Don't get me. So I'm glad they're with us tonight. So thankful for Berryville Church. Thankful for this church. I miss my friend tonight. I pray the Lord to heal him. I know he was chickening out because he didn't want to step on the court because the loser was going to have to shave their head and look like Brother Danny Rodriguez. Way, Brother Danny, that way they know what happens when you make a commitment, baby. No, I'm playing. All right, I better be serious. Ephesians 4 and 23. How many going to help me? If you help me, I'll, I'll stay an hour and ten. If you don't help me, i got two hours. So... <laughs> Ephesians 4 and 23, the church finds it, say amen. amen. It says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Everybody say renewed. Amen. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Elder, would you pray? God, I love you. I magnify your name. God, I glorify your name. I'm asking you to use me. I'm asking you to use me, God. Help me, Lord, to bring your word forth, God, what you're saying. Hallelujah, Jesus. I magnify your name. I glorify your name. Hallelujah. Use me, God. Use me, God, to be a mouthpiece. Stir us, oh God, in a way we've never been stirred before. Change us in a way we've never been changed. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. And you can be seated. <clears throat> hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey, Brother Jesse, won't you come up here on the front where I know I'm preaching to somebody tonight? Come on up here, these young men. Hallelujah. You too, little Hector, come on. Y'all going to help me tonight. 
I'm not used to Maryville being so far back. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. The Bible says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You know what? There's anything we have to do, church, is we have to continue to renew ourselves. I said we have to continue to renew ourselves, that we don't let this go stale. Let this get dry. Let this get dull to us. But there's something we have to constantly do, and the Word of God teaches us over and over that there's something we have to do. We have to renew ourselves. The Bible says, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Paul told them to be renewed in your mind. Romans 12 and 2 says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed again by the renewing of your mind. How many realize if we're going to live for God, there's so we got to keep this thing afresh. We got to keep it alive with everything we got. We got to put our whole heart in it with everything we got. We got to put our whole spirit in it with everything we got. Hallelujah. When we clap, we are to clap with everything we got. We shout. We are to shout with everything we got. You are to lift up your hands as high as you can get them. Hallelujah. Why be renewed? He said that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And 2 Corinthians 4 and 16 says, For this cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. I want to preach if the Lord will help me tonight. It's time for us to renew our commitment. To renew our commitment. Somebody say commitment. Commitment. What is a commitment? What's a commitment? A commitment is something that you give in trust or charge. It's a pledge that you make or a position that you take or an obligation that you've made. How many has ever told God, if you'll fill me with the Holy Ghost, Lord, I'll live for you with everything I got. I don't care what everybody else is doing, God, but I'm going to sell out. If you'll just save me, Lord, and you'll turn my life around from where I've been and the lifestyle I've been in, I'll serve you with everything. How many's told the Lord that? You know what? If you ain't careful, things get in your way and things begin to distract you and their life distracts you and work can distract you and entertainment can distract you. But you know what we are to do? We are to focus on what the most important part is. And the elder said it while ago, it's getting closer to God or wanting more of God. If I want more of God, I've got to give him more of me. If I want more of God, I've got to give him more of my time. If I want more of God, I need to obligate myself to him. You know what I'd like to see in this hour? I'd like to see the apostolic church, its Holy Ghost field, to be renewed in the spirit of their mind and be renewed and have revival because somebody takes a stand and says, you're right, preacher. I've let my commitment go out the window. I've been distracted by too many things, but tonight I'm going to renew my commitment. I'm going to be a different man this day. We're going to have different kind of church. There's going to be a, a different kind of prayer meeting. Worship's going to be completely different. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord. Somebody lift up your voice and say, God, I want to renew my commitment. I want to renew my commitment to you. Oh, God, help us to commit, to entrust, to commit one's soul to God. That's what commit means. David said, create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. 
He said, God, I don't just want a clean heart, but I want a new spirit. Because my spirit, you, you can be living right, but not have it in the spirit. You can be dressing right, but your spirit ain't there. You can be separate from the world, but there's just something missing. It's because it's a lack of motivation and a lack of prayer and a lack of consecration and a lack of dedication. And that's why David was saying, God, I want you to renew in me. I want a right spirit in me. I want, I want my heart to be clean, but not just a clean heart. I want my spirit to be renewed over again and be made new like it was the first time I got it. Like it was the first time I spoke in tongues. God, I want to shout like I shouted the first time. Oh, God. Renew is not just a matter of feeling. It's not about a feeling. Thank God we feel it. But it's not about a feeling. That word renew is not about a feeling. What Paul was talking to them when he talked about the, for the renewing of their mind, he was talking about them to get a new way of thinking. Because if we're not careful, we let too many things uh, impact us and put negative thoughts in our mind and try to tell us God ain't going to do it for us. Uh, and the enemy will try to tell us we've made too many mistakes. Uh, I'm telling somebody, if there's breath in you, you can get up and make a commitment. Uh, if there's breath in you, uh, you can get up and pray. If there's breath in you, there's a God that wants to refill you with the Holy Ghost and turn your life around. Somebody in this house ought to lift up your voice and say, God... I want to leave here tonight thinking different than the way that I came in. I want to leave with a different attitude than the way I come in. I want to leave with a different spirit. You know what we need? We ought to be walking around magnifying God. We ought to be walking around with joy. We ought to walk around being thankful, not with our head down and beat up. That's why we need a renewed spirit. We need our spirit to be renewed in us. Hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands on the Lord of this house. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. What does that word renew mean? It means to begin or take up again. To make effective for an additional period. To make, a, to make effective for an additional period. How many want to be effective? If we're going to be effective, we've got to pray right. We gotta pray through every day. We gotta talk in tongues every day. Somebody says, I don't, just, I don't talk in tongues very much. If you'll begin to pray and get in the spirit, you'll talk in tongues. And all of you talk in tongues, but you're gonna stay there for a while till when you get up, you're gonna be effective. Hallelujah. To restore, to replenish. We gotta go back to the well. We gotta go back to the water. We got to go back and get what we need to revive, to reestablish, to recover. Hey, I'm not just preaching to you tonight. I'm talking to Stephen Thrasher. You know what? I'm not satisfied. We don't have enough people filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm not satisfied. We've not preached the gospel to enough people. Somebody in this house here, this preacher, we need to revive our commitment. We need to renew our commitment. We need to restore our commitment. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God, you can be seated. The dictionary defines the word commitment as a state of being dedicated to a cause. When the people was all hiding in the trench, the children of Israel was all hiding in the trench when Goliath was coming out to challenge them. We see David went there to take his brother's 
just a little bit of just a little bit of food that his father said, take him some bread, take him some cheese, take him, take him some things and check on him. And he got there and he began to see the battle was set in array, but the battle really wasn't set in array because the children of Israel lost their commitment. I said they lost their commitment. But thank God there was a young man when it comes, something stirred him. That's why I said, creating me a clean heart, renewing me a right spirit. Uh, he'd already, he had a relationship with God. It was before he fought Goliath. Uh, somewhere on the backside, back there while he was taking care of the sheep. Uh, and God called him somewhere David uh, was singing songs unto God. Somewhere David was singing unto God getting ready for the battle that the Lord was preparing him for and he gets out there and he sees a giant coming out and begin to challenge the people of God and he said who is this uncircumcised Philistine he never called him a giant that defies the armies of a living God he looked at him and said what are you doing is there not a cause what he was saying is hey where's your commitment at I'm telling you in this hour where's our commitment at where's our dedication at where's our consecration somebody in this house ought to get up and say you're right preacher I've been sitting back the brother Samson I'm not sitting back no more hallelujah somebody give the Lord praise in this house Somebody lift up your voice in this house. Hallelujah. We know the rest of the story. David faced the giant that they called the giant because of a commitment. I'm telling you, a commitment will make you face any challenge. But when you don't make a commitment, you'll back up over and over and over again. I said a commitment will make you take a stand when nobody else is standing. That's why I'm preaching about a commitment. But if all you're doing is you worship when everybody else is worshiping, you're not committed, you're compelled to worship. You feel forced to worship. I don't worship because I feel forced to worship. I worship because I made a commitment to God. I don't dress this way because a preacher preached it to me. I dress this way because I'm in love with God. I made a commitment to Him. Hallelujah. Bible tells us in Galatians 2 and 7 he said but contrary wise when we saw the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me Paul said God committed this gospel to me God trusts us enough to do something with this message but if we'll be honest we get too busy working to witness to people we get too busy trying to have fun and the person right there beside us is headed to hell if they've not been born again and filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. We know what the Bible teaches, but if we're not careful, we're so busy. But why don't we stop and say, you know what? I'm gonna make a commitment. Anybody that gets three feet around me, I'm gonna tell them about the gospel. I'm gonna tell them about the Holy Ghost. I'm gonna tell them what Jesus has done in my life. Come on, somebody in this house tonight would be a good night to renew your commitment to God to renew your dedication to God I tell a friend of mine I said we're going to be having a new year service he said y'all going to be having one of them lying services I'm not preaching a lying service I'm telling you every one of us need to renew our commitment 
And I'm not saying it because it's New Year's, but you know what? Let's forget about yesterday. Let's forget about last year and let's focus right now. Hey, hey, we can't change what happened yesterday. We can't change what happened last year. But you know, I'm gonna tell somebody, if you ain't careful, somebody in this house, a relationship uh, has got in your way and your prayer ain't where it needs to be anymore. You've let work get in your way and your prayer ain't where it needs to be any longer. You've let people get in your way uh, and your worship ain't where it used to be. Tonight would be a good night to recommit yourself and renew your commitment to God. Hallelujah. Somebody lift up your voice in this house and give God praise. He said the gospel of Christ has been committed unto us. Jesus said no greater love than this than a man lay down his life for his friends. What a commitment. When he prayed in the garden, not mine will, but thine will be done. What a commitment. I'm telling you what we need. We need a commitment. I said, we need a commitment. We need to have a cause. There's, there's a purpose why we live the way we live. Somebody says, why you dress that way? I made a commitment. Why do you pray like that? I made a commitment. Why do you worship like that? I made a commitment. Why, why won't you listen to world and music? It's because I made a commitment to God. I don't want country music. I don't want rap music. I don't want rock and roll. I want Jesus Christ in my life. I want the spirit of the Lord in my life. You know what, I will be honest in this generation and in my generation, there's a lack of commitment. The elders have carried this thing and I seen Elder Sampson holding on a while ago because he can't walk that good or, or like he would like to, but I seen him shouting and I looked out and I seen young men this. Oh God, somebody's got to pick up this gospel. Somebody's got to pick up this torch. Somebody's got to get that prayer room hot. God, I thank you for the elders that's blazed the way. But now it's time we start blazing the way. Now it's time for my generation to make that commitment. Hallelujah. A renewed commitment. Somebody say renewed commitment. A renewed commitment. You can be seated. My mind goes to Matthew 27, 32. And the Bible said, and they came out and they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name, and him they compelled to carry the cross. Him they pushed him into public service. You know what? Service leaders, sometimes they get up and, and they push us into things. But I'm going to tell you, we don't need a service leader to cheerlead us when we're committed. I thank God for service leaders. I thank God for song leaders, but it don't take a song leader to motivate me. <laughs> it don't take a song leader to get me to lift up my hands or to get me to shout. <laughs> I'm telling somebody in this house, uh, instead of you being compelled uh, or feeling forced to, why don't you let something break out inside of you and say, you're right, preacher. It's been a long time uh, since I've got in the spirit, uh, but I'm ready to be renewed uh, in the spirit of my mind. Uh, I'm ready to be renewed in my spirit uh, that my worship just comes out. It used to be a song. They sing, I got a praise and it's got to come out. I got a praise and you look people to start worshiping. 
And then they just start doing it randomly on their own. You know what that is? That's commitment coming out. I'm telling you, we don't need to be forced or feel forced or obligated, but there needs to be a commitment in us that says, I got a reason to praise God. I got a reason to worship God. God's been good to me. God set me free. He pulled me out of darkness. He pulled me out of a pit. He pulled me out of that merry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. And it gave me a new song. Hallelujah. Somebody needs a renewing. And that song feel fresh again. And that song feel new again. And that shout feel like the first time. Hallelujah. You can be seated. When you're not committed and all you are is compelled, you'll leave church and play on your phone. You'll get with your buddy and say, listen to this new song. Got the honeys and the bunnies. But don't let my parents know. Look at this picture this girl sent me. Look at this new girl, this pretty girl on the internet. Look at this girl I've been talking to. Is this somebody your pastor would want you talking to? Now let me ask you, is this somebody God would want you talking to? If it ain't somebody God wants you talking to, why are you talking to them for? Why are you looking at that for? Why are you listening to that for? Why are you letting your eyes watch that? I'm telling you what we need. We need a renewed commitment. You know what a renewed commitment will do? It'll make you get rid of that pornography on your phone. It'll make you delete that country music uh, that you've been listening to and that rap music uh, that you've been listening to and say, I don't know why I can't get a breakthrough. I'm telling somebody in this house tonight uh, will be a good night to make a renewed commitment. I said tonight would be a good night to have a renewed commitment. Somebody lift up your voice in this house. Oh God. Oh God. Help us. I see young men pray. Young ladies pray. I see them get involved in service because they're afraid the pastor's going to ask them what's wrong. If I don't shake a leg pastor's going to call me out. I wouldn't be shaking a leg for a pastor. I don't shake a leg for a pastor. If I'm going to shake a leg, I'm going to shake it for Jesus Christ. I'm telling somebody what we need. Instead of you being compelled, you to get a commitment that you throw that junk out of your life. That you delete those phone numbers that you don't need and those contacts and those people pulling on you and you let them know I'm not talking to you no more because I made a commitment. I'm going to live for God with everything I got. I'm going to sell out with everything I got. I'm going to dedicate with everything I got. The pressure. The pressure. The pressure, the pressure. Now there's nothing wrong with your pastor asking you what's going on. He is your man of God. How many appreciate your man of God tonight? But you know what? The concern shouldn't be on the man of God. The concern should be on mom and daddy what your kids are doing. 
I said the concern ought to be on mom and daddy what your kids are doing. Do you ever check into what they're listening to or who they're talking to or what they've been clicking on or what they've been watching? If not, mom and daddy, you need to make a commitment. I'm going to be more concerned about my children. I'm not going to put it on the man of God. I'm going to take responsibility. Well, I got a praise in. It's got to come out. I got a praise. How many hear me tonight in this house? Uh, we need a renewed commitment in our life. Uh, we need a renewed commitment in our life. You can be seated. You go a few services without prayer. Guess what comes back alive? This old man. This old man. It goes for ministry too few days without prayer, this old man comes back alive. And we say, what am I fighting? We're not fighting the devil. We're fighting our commitment. We're not fighting the devil. I'm not saying that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood and principalities and powers. I know what the verse, but you know what? Every one of us can't be fighting the devil at the same time. What we're struggling with uh, is it's our commitment to God. But I'm gonna tell you what we can do uh, is we can have revival if we would make a commitment. We can have revival if we would put our foot down and say, you know what? Uh, I'm not backing up no more. I'm not gonna be intimidated anymore. I'm not listening to the adversary no more. I'm not gonna be pressure no more when you're committed peer pressure has no place and I may not be preaching at this church tonight I'm preaching at Berryville I've seen pastors say things I've said things and parents got mad and coddled their kids afterwards or they coddled that young person after pastor. Oh, pastor is a little hard tonight. You ought to thank God there's a preacher that's got the guts to preach it. I said, you ought to thank God there's a preacher that's got the guts to preach it and still love. Anybody thankful for your man of God in this house tonight that he's preaching you the word of God without fear and favor? Oh, God. When you're, when you're not committed, you can be seated. You hate the rules. Well, this is what Brother Sampson preaches. This is what my pastor preaches. I've never looked at somebody and said, I'm living this because of what my pastor preaches. I look at them and say, I'm living this because this is what I believe. I got this for myself. I've got this in the prayer room. I got this talking to God. I got this when I was fasting. I got this when I was consecrating. I got this when I was reading the word of God. And I got it for myself. I made my own commitment. You can't make a commitment off the preacher. You're going to make a commitment on your own. Hallelujah. Somebody hear me? Well, this other church, Brother Sampson, they, they do this. Brother Thrasher, the other church, I don't care what the other churches are doing. I'm not living for God for other churches. I'm living for God because he's God and it's God alone. If we ain't careful, we'll let people don't have a prayer life. Get us to back up on our standards and what we stood for all these years. But I made a commitment, Elder. I'm not backing up. I'm going forward with God. Hallelujah. Oh, God. When you're not committed... You call it rules, I call it safety. 
<laughs> I can't wait to move out of the house when you're not committed. I remember when I was 17, I used to say, man, I can't wait till I'm, I'm a little bit older. I'm going to get a car and I'm moving out with mom and daddy. My mama overdosed. I didn't get a time to move out. I got pushed out. And I thought, you know what? There's many times I thought, man, how good I really had it. Even though my family was in the world and didn't live for God. I thought there's a lot of times I thought about how it was easy, Brother Wybert, when I got out there. But you know who's kept me? Jesus Christ has kept me. I said, Jesus Christ has kept me. He's made a commitment. He's kept me. I made a commitment to him. And that's why I'm here right now. I'm telling somebody in this house, you're here because you made a commitment before. Why don't you renew that commitment and renew your spirit and renew your mind and have revival. Why don't we have revival in this house and revival in this hour? Hallelujah. You make wrong choices when you're not committed. You hate submission when you're not committed. That, rise, that thing rising up in you, that's rebellion towards authority. And the reason you struggle rebellion is because you don't have a commitment. I would love to be preaching something we're hanging off the chandelier, but this is what God gave me when I was on my knees and the Lord began to deal with me and said, tell them they need to renew their commitment. Tell them they picked up some things and the commitment's gone. I'm telling somebody in this house, if you'd renew your commitment, you wouldn't struggle rebellion. Hallelujah. Somebody lift up your voice in this house. Somebody lift up your voice in this house. I don't go to other churches and preach my standards that I teach our church. But I'm telling this church right now, don't you change your standard because other churches are. I'm telling you, we need to be effective. We need revival like they used to have revival. We need to move a like they used to have. You know what it was? It was their commitment. They would stay up all night praying. They would pray all night and work all day and have service after service after service and God would add to the church. I'm telling somebody in this house, if we get our commitment back, we would never be saying, I can't wait to go home and rest. There'll be something in us. I'm ready for church. I'm ready for prayer. I'm ready for preaching. I'm ready for worship. Oh God, a renewed commitment. But you hate submission when you're not committed. That's why you back talk your parents. Y'all's like, man, I'm ready for him to go back to Berryville. I will be Tuesday. That's why you don't listen to what the preacher says and you go listen to what you want to listen to. Hey, preacher didn't have to stay on me. I'm telling you, I said the preacher didn't have to stay on me. He preached it. I lived it. You know what we need? We need when something's preached on the pew that you live it. It's on you. You got to live it. You got to live it. You got to love it. It's, you got to own it. How many hear me in this house? What we need is a commitment. What we need is a breakthrough and a move of the Holy Ghost like we've not seen in years. I'm not saying that we don't have Holy Ghost revival. I'm telling you we have a move of God because God's good to us. But there's something lacking in this hour and it's a commitment. You ever hear Sister Samson singing? Say, I want to sing like Sister Samson. 
Jesse says, yes, I do. You ever, you ever hear an elder up there and he's leading service like, man, I'd like to have the grid he's got. Guess what? You can have it. Because with God, there's no respect to person. What it takes is a commitment on your end. Say, I'm gonna do like the man of God did. He preached it. He don't have to come to my house. I'm gonna live it. I'm gonna enforce it. I'm gonna walk it. It's gonna become my life. Well, God help us. God help us. Reminds me of the story about the little girl standing up in church. And her parents said, I told you to sit down. You was teaching about that this morning, wasn't you? About parenting. <laughs> I told you to sit down. The little girl sits down. She said, I'm sitting down on the outside. But I'm still standing up on the inside. If we're not careful, that's what we do. When the preacher's preaching, we'll amen what he's saying, but we'll go do what we want to do afterwards. I knew I wasn't going to get a lot of amens or people really backing me tonight. But I'm telling you, this is what God gave me for this hour. That's what, this is what God gave me for this church and, and my church. Well, I, well, pastor, I'm doing what you're saying. On the outside, but on the inside, I'm still doing what I want to do. I'm telling you what you to do. You to die out to yourself. And the only way to die out to yourself is a prayer life and an altar dedicating your life to God. Dedicating. How old are you? How old? You ever had somebody show you something on the phone that you wish they wouldn't have? In church? Church people ever show you anything? Don't answer that. I was just talking. How about you, buddy? Praise God. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody showed you something and you sat there and looked at it and you knew you shouldn't have looked at it? Berryville, you with me? I'm telling you what we need to do. We need to rededicate our life. We need to recommit our life to God the way we did the first time. I don't know if you remember, but I'm going to tell you, I came out of a family. I should be a drug addict right now or be dead. My aunt and them, they was on the other side of tracks. But on the side that I was on, all my family drank alcohol, done methamphetamines. They were in jail and out of jail. I was destined for that, but God was so good to me. I said, God was so good to me. He put something in my heart that I didn't follow that way. Hey, Brother Rodriguez, I got a right. I've got a reason. There's a reason why I shout. There's a reason why I stomp my feet. There's a reason why I lift up my hands. There's a reason why I leap for joy. God's been good to me. Now it's time for me to be good to God. Well, you, we always say, you know what? God's been better to me than I could ever be to him. Let's not use that for a cop out. Hey God, I want to be all I can be for you. Lord, I want to do everything I can do. If nobody else wants to do it, God, I'll do it. I don't want to be like the little girl says, I'm sitting down on the outside, but on the inside, I'm standing up. But I want to be that one that says, God, whatever you tell me to do, that's what I want to do because I'm in love with you, God. I'll get rid of whatever you want me to get rid of. I'm telling you, that's how conviction, what we need is conviction to get a hold of us and conviction to renew our commitment before God because we'll start throwing some things out and deleting some things and tearing some things up. 
Hallelujah. Somebody says, we've heard this preaching before. There's nothing new. I'll never forget me and my, my buddy. My coach asked me. I, I didn't have the Holy Ghost. I hadn't been baptized. My coach said, Steve, you don't drink. Because my coach did. And, and you know you don't party. I noticed that. I said, I hate that stuff. I gave myself to basketball. Basketball is my God at that time. But you know what? It kept me from doing drugs. It kept me from drinking. There's people that's been raised in church and knows what alcohol tastes like. I was raised in the world that's never been in my mouth. That's how good God's been to me. I said, that's how good God's been to me. I, I was around it and I never put a joint in my mouth. But there's been people been raised in church and they go out and they play. I'm telling you what, you need you to commitment. I said, you need a commitment to God. I won't drink beer. I won't look at pornography. I'm not going to listen to worldly music. I'm not going to follow the crowd no more. I'm not going to let peer pressure bother me no more. But I made a commitment. A renewed commitment. Somebody in this house hear this preacher. We need a renewed commitment. Well, I just feel forced to. I've never went to pastor and said I felt forced to make a change. I wanted to change. But man, I took my buddy, I took my friend with me. His name was Joe Tubb. He had just gotten in trouble. He got pulled over on a boat drinking. 16 years old and was in trouble. They got him on the, they got him on the river drinking. And I guess that's pretty serious stuff. And everybody there got charged with possession. Everybody that was there, and I started, I started talking to him. I said, Joe, we're going to hell. I didn't need nobody to tell me I was going to hell. I already knew I had a grandmother live for God. I said, we're in trouble. I said, we got to change, Joe. I said, matter of fact, let's go Sunday. Let's go Sunday, and we'll go to, we'll go to my grandma's church. We'll go there. And I took Joe to there, and uh, the youth leader was talking about, what do you have on your radio? And if what you have on your radio, we don't hear this stuff preached that much anymore. I'm glad there's still churches that preach it. But he said, if you die, is what you got listened to on your radio going to be pleasing to God? Is it going to be gospel music or is it going to be showing that you love the world? I didn't even have the Holy Ghost. I got out and say, Joe, today we are changing the station. Now, I listen to ICP. I listen to Tupac. I listen to some of you kids. You listen to this new stuff. You think it's cool. I used to listen to the OG stuff. Y'all are just wannabes. I used to listen to that old gangster stuff and that gangster music and shooting people and their posses on Broadway and all that other music, brother. You know what I'm talking about. And you know what? Me and Joe, we got in the car. We didn't have the Holy Ghost. I said, right here, let's set your station. And man, we set the station, brother Wybert. And we just, we just, got, out of a, we just got out of a Leonard Skinner concert. I mean, I wasn't raised in church. But I watched them start worshiping the devil. 
when they started chanting free bird and they started lighting their marijuana and throwing their alcohol everywhere and something scared me. I got out of there. I crept out of the Coliseum. Brother Weiber, they was in there. I could feel a spirit when it came in and I thought, you know what? This ain't the life that I want. This ain't the life that I want. Sometimes you don't realize what you're listening to or what you're playing with, that there's a devil behind it. There's a world that's behind it that's after you. You may think it's cool or it's fun, but there's destruction in the end. And if I'd only had the Holy Ghost. My friend got the Holy Ghost before me. I taught him a Bible study. I just looked it up and started teaching a Bible study about how we had to be baptized in Jesus' name. He went and got baptized and got the Holy Ghost, and I didn't. And he said, you know what? Maybe you're supposed to go play college ball. Maybe the Holy Ghost ain't for you. I'm like, nope, that's the wrong voice. But you know what happened? We left there from Bobby Moore teaching that. He's getting ready to come to our church here next weekend and te- preach at our church for us. But we, we left there and we changed it on to 89.5. And I remember the first song. It says, I'm going to take a trip in the good old gospel ship. I'm going far beyond the sky. I thought, oh, no. I didn't have the Holy Ghost yet. I couldn't say yes. I was like, I know this is what I need. Some of you guys, you know this is what you need. But you know what? There wasn't enough in me to commit and stay with it. So I only made it for two weeks. Now, when I started teaching, look, our, young, our youth group that we were in, most of them listened to worldly music. I'm ashamed to say that, but that's the truth. But I'm going to tell you when I got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> there wasn't no two-week commitment when I got the Holy Ghost. My girlfriend got in the car with me. That's my wife now. I said, you know what? From here on out on this radio station, it ain't going to be no love music. It ain't going to be no rock and roll music. It ain't going to be no 101.9 Kiss FM. It ain't going to be none of that. But from here on out, baby, all I'm listening to is gospel music. Something got a hold of me. I said, something got a hold of me and a commitment rose up and I changed my station. And I'm telling you to this day, I've never put worldly music and started playing on my radio or in my car. God changed me and I made a commitment to God. You know what I'd love to see in this hour? I'd love to see some young people rise up and say, you're right, preacher. I've been struggling with some things, but not no more. From here on out, I'm gonna make a commitment to God and I'm never going back to it. Brother Hector, I rolled my window down. I started throwing it out. My cassettes, my CDs. I tore off my Britney Spears stickers. Threw it all out, brother. And I'm telling you, I never let it come back in. I'm telling somebody in this house, it don't take the preacher preaching. It takes you living what the preacher's preaching. The preacher can preach it, but till you get a hold of it. I got a hold of it, Brother Weiberg, and I never went back. Somebody says, I'd love to have that testimony. Well, maybe you have a testimony that you fail or you struggle with it, but let this be your testimony tonight. I'm not gonna struggle with it no more. I'm not going back to worldly music no more. I'm not going back to pornography no more. I'm not going back to filthy communications any longer. When you're committed, you don't buck authority, you love it. 
I love preaching. I like hard preaching. How many like hard preaching? Anybody like, I like it when the preacher looks you right in the eyes and tells you what it takes. Anybody like that kind of preaching? I like it when they preach it to me straight. I don't want them to walk all the way around the walls of Jericho to tell me the walls are coming down. Tell me what we got to do. I don't want to worship because I feel like I'm forced to worship. I want to worship because I'm committed. You know that attitude that rises up in you when pastor asks you something or mom and dad ask you? You know what that is? That's a lack of commitment. That there ought to be something in you that says, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Videos. You'll turn your head to nasty videos. You'll turn your head to nasty pictures. You won't look at it and think it's funny. But you'll look at it and you'll see it how God sees it when you're committed. You won't see it how the preacher sees it. You'll see how God sees it. And you won't be saying that's a preacher no more. You'll be saying that God hates that. And because God hates that, I hate that. Because God don't like that, I don't like that. Because that's not pleasing to him. I don't want nothing to do with it. My commitment's too great. My cause is too great. When you're committed, you won't surf your phone and surf videos. We don't have television no more. Now it's YouTube. I'm going to tell you, I don't get on YouTube and play on YouTube. Whatever, you, whatever your pastor teaches. But I'm telling Berryville, we, I don't get on there. If it's education, I'm not against education. But what I'm telling you, there's a lot of things out there trying to steal the commitment and steal this generation. Take our youth. And through different things on the internet, they got the only fans and these girls texting things to our boys and trying to get them to, to buy pictures that ain't right. I'm telling you what we're dealing with. But I'm going to tell you, none of those things will move you. If you're committed, none of those things will shake you if you're committed. That's why I'm preaching in this house. We need a new renewed commitment. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord in this house. We need a renewed commitment. When you're committed, nobody's going to be able to pressure you to do something wrong. You're going to tell them God's been too good to me. I'm telling you, I don't want to go to hell. God's been too good to me. I know too much to go to hell. I'm telling somebody, you've been in service. You know too much to go to hell. But you know what it's going to take? It's going to take a commitment on your end. I knew, Sister Samson, when you started saying that, I knew it's what God spoke to me for this service and what God spoke to me for this church and our church and the churches that's here, the sound of my voice. God's looking for us to make a greater commitment. There's people that need to hear this gospel. There's people that need the Holy Ghost. There's people that's in trouble and they're not going to come if we're doing what they're doing and we're watching what they're watching and we're listening to what they're listening to. They need to see a difference in us. How many hear me in this house? They need to see a difference in us. I'm not forced. Somebody says, you're bound by so many things. No, I'm free from so many things. 
I've had people in the world say, I'd live for God. I'd go to your church, but you got too many things that you guys are bound and can't do things. I said, I can smoke a cigarette if I want. I can get drunk if I want. I made a commitment. I don't want it. But you're bound by it, but I've been set free from it. I'm telling somebody in this house, God set you free through this gospel and filling you with the spirit. There ought to be something in you that you want to live for him. There ought to be something in you that you want to dedicate to him. Oh God, let's stand together. When you love God, you want to change. When you're committed, you don't ride the lines of the pastor. When you're committed, you don't ride the lines of the church. You want to be pleasing. You want to live holy. You want to serve. You want to serve. How many want to serve? You know what I was just seeing the service tonight? I had these young men to come up here because God's got a call on their life. I wasn't bringing them up here to embarrass them. God's got a call. There's some young men in this house. God's got a call in your life. But you've not committed yourself yet. And I'm telling you tonight, if you'll make a commitment, there's no telling what God will do in your life tonight. I said tonight in this house. Is there anybody in this house who wants to go higher for Jesus? Wants to get closer to him and go deeper than you've ever been? We need a renewing in our spirit. We need a renewing in our mind. We need a renewing in our mind. We need a renewing in our mind. Whatever new piece of technology comes out, and you got to try it out. I don't have to get up and preach about technology and all the new technology. Because people that love God, that's in love with God, they're not going to follow every new technology, a new thing that comes out, and every new fad. Somebody says, well, you're an old fuddy-duddy. You can call me what you want. But someday you're going to call me gone because I'm going to be out of here. (laughs) Hallelujah. There's no backing up now. There's no compromising now. There's no playing with sin now. I'm telling you, you've lived for God too long to let sin take you out. You ought to renew yourself tonight. You ought to allow God to renew you in the Spirit. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God, you never ride the lines when you're committed. You never listen to preaching and go do what you want to do when you're committed because you know that man heard from God. I'm committed. Commitment brings true conviction. I don't want a conviction because of my pastor. I've never prayed, God, give me my pastor's convictions. God, give me my own. Somebody hear me? God, I, I don't want my daddy's convictions. I don't want my grandma's convictions. God, I want convictions for myself. Oh, if you can hear what I'm saying right now, you know what I believe? I believe there's getting ready to be a breakthrough like we've never seen before. Somebody that you've been dry in your prayer, I believe God's getting ready to break some things open for you. If you'll hear what I'm saying right now, you're not living this for the preacher. You're not living this for mom and dad. You're living this for yourself. For yourself. For me. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. We quote that scripture. I don't have to look at my wife and say, this ain't coming in the house. 
because this is what Brother Blakely taught me. Thank God for my pastor, Brother Blakely, the greatest pastor there is. You know what? I got it in my house for me. I said, I got it in my house for me. Preacher didn't have to preach to me about jewelry. He didn't have to preach jewelry off of me. Didn't have to preach a television out of my house. Somebody says, well, there's nothing wrong with TV. You're right, but there's things on it that's wrong. The monitor itself can't do nothing, but it's what's on it. And there's things, and it's been a long time since we had TV, and I went one time and sat down, and they had commercials about uh, toilet paper and people in their undergarments. I thought, my, what in the world has happened? When I was a kid, it was a little Charmin bear. What happened to that? I'm telling you, they're putting that propaganda and all that trash and it's coming through and it's coming through the, our phones and coming through computers and iPads. But you know what? Our commitment will drive that away from us. I said our commitment will drive that out of our life. Our commitment will push that. That's why we got to renew our commitment. Oh God, creating me a clean heart, renewing me a right spirit. God, Give me true convictions. I don't watch sports. I don't listen to sports. I don't keep up with sports. Those were gods to me. It was a God. Maybe it wasn't for you, but I gave eight hours a day to it, six hours a day. It was a God to me, Trey. And that's the reason why I realize I see the danger in it when it tries to creep its way in the church. You know what we need? We need somebody to take a stand and say, you're right, preacher. I want a conviction for myself. God, give me a conviction. If you'll make a commitment, God will give you a conviction. I had somebody tell me, and I'm stopping. I have so much more stuff I like to say. They said, you know, you're only teaching this to your church because of what your pastor taught you. There's a lot of things I've never been taught. I got them in prayer. I got it in prayer. I got it in prayer. I'm telling you where we'll get some changes. We'll get some changes in prayer. Some of you say, I don't know why pastor's so hard on this. Why don't you get in the altar and start praying about it? I don't know why he's drew, made this line for God. I don't understand this line. If you'll get in that altar and you'll start praying, the Holy Ghost will start talking to you and you'll get conviction for yourself and you'll get up and say, now I know man of God why you've been preaching this and I want you to know I'm living it with everything I got. I made a commitment in the altar I made a commitment in the altar. I made a commitment in the altar. I made a commitment in the altar. I never heard television preached on, but I want to tell you, this happened to me. I was praying. I was praying. I was praying. I never heard it preached. I know people can be hard and dogmatic and scream and yell and holler. I'm not trying. I'm going to tell you, I was praying. And God got to talking to me. And he began to tell me, Holy Ghost, I'll talk to you when you're committed. You're watching things for entertainment. You're watching things for entertainment that you're against. Because I, I was already against it. I was like, well, what is that? What am I watching? You're watching people commit adultery. You're watching people back talk their parents. You're watching people act like parties are good. You're, you're watching people dress in ways you wouldn't dress. And I thought, well, where am I watching this at? And oh, and I got it. 
And when I got it, I started crying. I went home and told my wife. I said, baby, we're going, we're getting rid of our TV. And she said, good. Good. I was like, <laughs> it was hard for me. I mean, I was a TV kid. I could watch four or five movies at one time. I was a TV kid. That's how we were raised. You kids go watch TV and get out of our hair. And you know what? I didn't get rid of it. And I got back in the altar again. And I heard the same thing. Well, I don't have a TV, but I don't, have a, I don't watch TV on my phone either. And I don't watch TV on my iPad. And I don't watch movies on my computer because I got what the Lord was saying. He was saying he wasn't pleased with people watching people commit adultery and live an ungodly lifestyle and me to make that my entertainment. I'm telling somebody in this house, uh, we need a renewed commitment uh, that we get it for ourselves. <laughs> now tell me again, Elder. He didn't have to tell me again. I wasn't, I wasn't a preacher. He didn't have to tell me again. Man, I backed that. I backed that. I wish somebody would have taught me that because I'd have took a baseball bat and beat the daylights out of it. But instead, I traded it for an air conditioner. So instead of my house being in trouble with things that's going to put hell in my home, I made it cool. We got an AC unit. I'm telling somebody in this house, God wants us to renew our commitment. God wants us to renew our commitment. Is there anybody in this house who wants a greater commitment before God? I'm going to tell you where you find it. You find it in an altar. I'm telling some young men, God's got his hand on your life tonight that you're pressured by people. Let this be the night that you break free from the crowd and you get it for yourself. This altar's open and she begins to sing tonight, God, give us a backbone. God, give us a backbone. 